You're listening to the Raise to Empower podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Kamajis, a licensed clinical social worker with a multi-state online therapy practice. I have a passion for empowering women and mom therapists to break free of the fear, overwhelm, and oppressive systems that hold them back from taking action and building the private practice of their dreams. My goal is for you to boldly believe in yourself as a clinician and business owner. If you're looking for a place to learn practice building strategy and skill while also claiming your own power as a woman and a therapist, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the show. Welcome to this week's episode of the Raise to Empower podcast. Today, we're going to be diving into a topic that came up a couple weeks ago in our village community during one of our networking meetings. And we were talking about how do we know when we want to hire like a virtual assistant or expand to outsourcing certain things? And it led me to think a little bit more about how do we know when it is time to outsource? How do we pick the things that we do want to outsource? And how do we make the decision of, again, like what to choose and when is the right time? So I thought that would be kind of an interesting topic to explore in today's episode. You know, a lot of times when we are working on either building a practice or growing a therapy practice, we may find that there's certain aspects of building a practice that we either love to do or that we don't like to do. I know for me, there are certain administrative tasks that I really do enjoy. And then there's others that just feel like someone's taking a cheese grater to my eyeballs and I hate, but I know that they're important for my practice. I know there are many of us that feel the same way about the same things in our our practice, whether we all like to do the finance piece or we all hate it, or maybe one person likes to do their accounting and another person likes to do social media and vice versa. There's not one thing that everybody has to like and one thing that everybody has to hate. But it may be that we're finding just this need to have somebody else support us in our practice around a certain issue or around a certain uh, topic or task. Maybe that's a better word. And it could be, again, that we just don't like it. It may also be that we don't have the time for that thing. Maybe it is our accounting system that we know it needs done And we feel really confused by it. We feel really overwhelmed, but we're not really sure what to do. And so we need to start asking ourselves, is this something that I don't really know how to do, so I'm going to learn how to do it myself? Or should I look to hire somebody else to support me in this thing? Again, we may be feeling confused or overwhelmed or too busy, but we know that that thing needs done. And so we have to look at our options of how do we complete that task? Do we, again, hire somebody from outside to do this for us? Or do we look at, you know what, I can do it myself, whether I take a class or a course or I research and I can just do it kind of in-house or again, just hire somebody. 
When I first started my solo practice back in 2019, I did everything myself. Well, let me back up even further. When I I really started back in 2015, I started solo before joining a group that I helped start. And I did everything. I credentialed myself and my, the group practice that I was a part of, I did all of our insurance credentialing. I built my website the first time. And the second time I put together our group practices, EHR. Um, so I knew how to do a lot of that stuff. Then when I decided to leave the group and to go completely solo in 2019, so those were not hard tasks for me to know how to do. Building the website was a bit more that I needed some support around. And I was part of a coaching program that helped with building a private practice that also gave support around building a website. And a lot of the stuff I did know how to do, but I wanted to just get some other eyes into that place of starting my practice fresh, starting it new. There was a lot of stuff that I had just kind of taught myself, but I hadn't really set up these systems properly, like from the get-go. And so it was a lot of work having to kind of undo some of that stuff when I was already in that kind of first practice. So I wanted to make sure when I was going completely solo that I really was doing things. I, I mean, saying it the right way is you know, it doesn't mean that it was exactly that everybody has to do it that way, but that there there are certain things that need to be done properly so that like, for example, taxes, that you're not um, having the experience I had the first go around where you're not paying taxes and then you owe. So like I said, I taught myself the majority of these things, um, you know, and I did it all myself the insurance credentialing, building the website, my EHR, answered phone, emails, marketing, all of that stuff. When I did go completely solo and especially when my practice was growing. So after a few months into practice, I got to the point where I really had to sit down and look and make some decisions about what did I want to sacrifice more of? Did I want to spend more time doing certain a certain task or spend money that would go towards having somebody else do that task for me, but would give me my time back. There's an obvious difference between the two, right? Like you can't pay for something if you don't have the money um, and if you aren't making money. And time, yes, you technically like it's hard to say that we don't have an infinite amount. Like we don't, we don't have an infinite amount of time, but a lot of times it can feel like, well, I'll just do more of it on my own. So I don't have to spend the money for this, but in doing that, then that means we're not spending time with our friends. We're not spending time with our children. We're not spending time in our business, like actually making money by seeing clients. We're not spending time with our partner or with ourselves to like actually take care of ourselves. It can feel really challenging to figure out like when we get to that place where we know, okay, I am needing to have this thing taken care of. So I either need to spend more time or more money on it. What we really need to do is to look at what is the return on our investment. So if I do this thing myself, 
So if I build my website myself, how much money am I saving by doing that, right? Like if I paid somebody else to do that, how much money am I going to save that's not going out the door to somebody else? So we first want to ask ourselves that, but then how much time am I spending? So if I do this myself, if I build my website myself, I'm going to save X amount of money, but it's going to cost me X amount of hours. Or look at it the flip side of that, right? Like if I desire I'm going to hire out for this thing, how much time am I saving, but then how much money am I spending? And if I spend time on this thing, or if I spend money on this thing, what is the return on my investment? For example, let's say your EHR is one of those things that you you know you need to get it set up and it feels daunting and you say, okay, I could outsource this to somebody else. I could have somebody else set my EHR up for me, get it all created, put my forms in, do all of this, and then I don't have to do it myself. So let's say like to do that would cost... $600 to have somebody set that up for me. I don't even know. I'm not sure if that is a thing. I think there are people that will set up your EHR for you, but let's just say it's $600. Okay. And so I know that once that is set up, then that $600 is spent and my EHR is going to be really like, like a well-oiled machine. Everything's going to run smoothly in that. I'm not going to really have to to think about it, it's kind of set it and forget it. So maybe that feels like that would be a good use of my money because in doing so, it's going to save me X number of hours that I need to spend on doing something else for my business or for my family. So that might feel like a good return on your investment. Or you may say, okay, I really want to spend time in building my website. Or let's say, let, let's let's get off of the website. Let's say it's credentialing with insurance. I want to learn how to do that myself. But maybe you're finding that in doing so, because each insurance panel is different, because you are having to chase down the contacts for the insurance companies, or it's just taking a really long time to get responses, that that is something that you're finding that, it is taking a lot more of your time than you expected. And so what that means is then you're not being able to see clients during that time, or you're not able to spend time with your family because you're having to spend a lot of time following up on all the things that you need to credential with that insurance plan. So, you know, again, looking at if I spend X amount of time is that going to be a good use of my time now? And then what is the return on that investment? If I am spending, let's say it takes 20 hours to do all of the insurance credentialing that you want to do, but then you're going to have to go back and redo it because it's not done properly or you didn't, um, you know, you have to spend time following up with the insurance plans. That may not feel like a good spend on of your time, right? Like a good, a good return on the investment for the amount of time that it takes for you to do. So I'm not going to, I can't sit here and say like, what is going to be that good return on your investment for you specifically when it comes to money and time, but it's something that you're going to need to think about because you're going to be spending one of the two. So for me, when I 
went solo in 2019, I started a whole new website. I had shut down my previous website and I knew that my website was going to be my biggest marketing tool. It was something that I really wanted to take over and do myself. I did not want to outsource this. I did use some lessons that were part of the coaching program I was a part of to really help build some of the structure and the foundation of the website. And I built it through Squarespace that has really good tutorials and so forth. And I, I'm pretty tech savvy. So I did feel confident that this was something I could learn myself and I could do myself. I wrote my own copy. Again, I did have some support in just editing that, but it was, but the, the website in and of itself, it wasn't something that I really was hands off of. I gave to somebody else to do. I did it myself. And, and I am a big believer that even if we do decide to outsource something to someone, I do believe that it's really important for us to still know kind of the foundation of that thing we are outsourcing, because if there was a crisis or if we decided that, um, you know, I'm not comfortable with this individual or this company, you know, doing this task for me anymore, either I need to take it on myself or I need to hire somebody else for, to do it. I really believe we need to know the basis of at least how do we explain this to somebody else to do? Um, or is there tutorials that we know ourselves to be able to do this? Because the last thing we would want is for a part of our business to get stuck because we don't know how to do it ourselves. And like, for instance, billing, if we don't know the very basics of it, maybe we use our EHR to do it and we have somebody else just kind of take care of it. But if we don't know, like, okay, this is where we would go to do it. And how do we access tutorials to do it? Or if they're writing out the steps for us to do it ourselves, it's just good that we know that. So like I said, I wanted to know how to do my website because again, if I do decide or if I did decide to hand this off to somebody else, I want to be able to go in and fix anything that would ever get broken. And so as I started to learn the value of having a website as a marketing tool, and like I said, I knew this was going to be a really big strategy for me. You know, as I began to learn about that value, I really started to understand how SEO works, how search engine optimization works. And I knew that SEO was going to have to be one of my marketing strategies. I did not know anything about that with my first website. I just thought you have a website and you put it out there and it's good to go. Um, did not understand that. And so I knew that SEO was going to be really important for me. And so initially, because I had done my own website, I was like, cool, sure, I'll do this part too. So I really did start to learn about keywords and about, you know, how to put things together and where where do you do this? But I quickly became overwhelmed. I was doing it myself, but it was just, it felt like I was spinning my wheels and I was overthinking and overanalyzing certain things that really didn't need me to be spending time on. And I didn't really understand or know where to focus instead. So I realized very fairly quickly as I started to kind of try to teach myself this, that it was going to take a lot of time for me personally to learn and that it was going to require a lot of time for me. Now, there are some people that like understand SEO. It's their jam. They 
they, you know, can get in there and do it themselves. And they feel really comfortable with that. That just was not where I was. I felt really comfortable with the design and the copy for my website and, you know, making it a really well-oiled machine. The behind the scenes stuff with SEO, nope, I needed help with that. So I decided that that was going to be that kind of first investment that I made in getting support and outsourcing something in my practice. That was going to be worth it to me. It was going to save me time. And yes, it was going to cost money, but I knew that if I could get my SEO on point, if I could get it to really bring in that ideal client to me, that it was going to help make so much money in my practice compared to if I was doing it myself. It was going to give me time back by outsourcing and it was going to give me the clout. I don't know if that's the right word, but it was going to help, you know, help me with ranking in the market to make sure that I was being seen and that my ideal client was calling me. Knowing that, knowing that this website was going to bring me growth and fill my practice, the amount that I was going to pay for that was absolutely worth the return on my investment. It was going to give me time. It was going to fill my practice. It was going to make me more than what I was spending on it. We've all been told we need to network in our private practice, but no one actually tells us how to do it or what to say. Enter Comprehensive Connecting, effective scripts that expand your networking community and actually fill your online practice. This free guide will give you effective scripts to connect with fellow clinicians, medical professionals, and community stakeholders to build strong networking relationships that will help fill your practice. In this guide, you will get tips and tricks for building relationships that will lead to referrals in your practice, real-life examples of messages used to connect with referral sources, and customizable plug-and-send scripts for your specific practice needs. So download your free scripts guide today by going to bit.ly forward slash comp connecting. Like I said, I am someone who prides myself on DIY, even if it is like I'm paying, you know, for a class or a course to learn how to do it. I do like learning how to do things and then doing it myself. So I can understand if you're feeling like, man, it feels really hard to let go of, of a part of our practice and outsource that to somebody else. Either we feel like we are not going to be in control of that part and so we don't want to let it go or we're worried about spending money on it. You know, I've been doing this myself and so then I've been saving X amount of money, but are we really saving money on it because are we spending our time on something else that if we spent our time on something that was actually making us money in that time, in that moment, then we would be having a better return on our investment because we're not spending time on something that's not actually making us money. Somebody else could be doing that for us that will be bringing that money in, but that it is going to give us time back to be used elsewhere. So again, like it can feel like we don't want to give up that, that piece of our practice. We want to just do it ourselves, but we can then oftentimes feel tired or resentful of that piece. Like we dread doing that thing or we don't have time for the other things that we want, right? We, we feel like 
oh, I want to be spending time with seeing clients, but it takes me X amount of hours each week to do my billing or to do my marketing. And so I don't feel like I have the time to spend seeing clients as I, um, as I really want to. So as we're kind of thinking about where we are wanting to maybe outsource, we need to look at if I spend X amount of money on this thing that usually takes X amount of time, what would I use that extra time for? Right? So if I am thinking that, let's say, I am looking for help with my social media, if that is one of your marketing strategies. So if I'm going to say I'm going to spend, it's going to average out to about $100 a week on my social media, because that's what I'm trying to get support around. It's about $100 a week. And that usually it takes me five hours a week to do my social media. What would I use that extra time for? right? If it is only going to cost a hundred dollars a week to have somebody else take that over, but it's going to give you back five hours a week. Maybe you're spending a lot of time on social media. It's going to give you five hours a week back. That is five hours that you could easily get one to three clients. You know, maybe you want to see five clients during that time, but let's just even say one to three clients in that time. And that's going to, you're going to more than likely at least triple the amount that you're spending per week. So that's time back that you could use to make more money in that, that time slot by hiring somebody else to do it. Or maybe you're saying, I just need that time back for myself or for another area of my practice that needs me. So, you know, again, we're looking at the amount of time and the amount of money, but maybe we want to consider like, where are the parts of my practice that I need to, or I want to explore? What would it look like to consider hiring out? It doesn't have to mean that we're going to necessarily hire, you know, a virtual assistant or a VA and they're going to take over everything, but maybe there's a specific piece that we want to consider outsourcing. Maybe it is our website design. So somebody to build our website or help maintain that part of our website. Maybe it is our SEO. Maybe it's an answering service. Maybe you're finding you're getting so many calls and emails inquiring about referrals. And so you want somebody that can kind of, you know, answer those for you or, you know, respond to those emails or maybe are just kind of scheduling that initial consult for you. Maybe it's copywriting, maybe it's your billing, whether it is private pay or whether it is using insurance. Maybe it's managing your social media or blog writing or your accounting. These are all things that we absolutely can learn to do ourselves, but we do need to eventually get to a place where we're saying, do I need to do it all myself? And what could I use that time for to serve me better? If it doesn't have to be me doing it, what could I use that time for in my life? And so what I want to encourage you to do is to make a list of all the things right now that you are doing in your practice, all the things that you manage yourself, that it's not handed over to someone else. And is there one thing that you can or that you want to let go of? Is there something in your practice that stands out to you that you're like, oh my gosh, if I could get rid of this thing and I know it's beneficial, I know I need to do it, but I I just don't want to be the one to do it anymore. 
maybe that is the first thing we look at outsourcing. Or maybe you already do outsource some things, but you're like, I need to outsource more. Make a list of those things and pick that one thing and then tally it up or do some math to look at. If I hired this out, how much time would I get back in my day? And if I did hire it out, how much money would it then cost? And do an analysis, kind of like I was talking about before, where if it's gonna, if it's taking me currently X amount of hours to do, and I were to spend X amount of money to hire someone else to do that, what would I then do with that time? What works for one person to outsource is not going to work for someone else. So it is okay if someone says, I feel comfortable outsourcing my accounting and someone else says, absolutely not. I want to keep that in-house. I want to do that myself. It's okay if you do it differently. There's no one right or wrong way to hire somebody to outsource things that you are doing yourself in your practice. It's just a matter of where do you want to spend your time? Where do you want to spend your money? And what is the return that you're going to get in doing so? I'd love to know from you if you have hired out, if you do have a VA, or if you've outsourced some specific tasks, what are the things that you are utilizing for support in your practice? Hit me up on social media, in our Facebook group, on Instagram. Let me know what you are outsourcing. And I hope that this episode was helpful for you and that you'll join me back here next week for another show. Thank you so much for listening to the Raise to Empower podcast. Check the show notes for all links and resources mentioned in the show. If you found today's episode helpful or inspiring, be sure to share it with your therapist friends. And don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave your five-star rating and review. It truly means so much to me and will help us get our message of empowerment out to other women and mom clinicians. And I'd love to connect with you in our Facebook community. So check out the show notes for the link or head to bit.ly forward slash raise to empower to join us. I'll see you back here next week.